guys. Welcome to another episode of Gourmet Hunters. Sorry, I had to turn it on real quick. No, no shit, no shit. Gourmet Hunters is live and ready for action, ready for takeoff. Thanks for joining us for another wonderful episode. Episode two, 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 two. Episode two. Everybody said we wouldn't go past one, but here we are. They were almost right. all right man so what we got on today's agenda bro well first off we're going to give a quick shout out to the anime of the year one of our picks for anime of the month for the listeners of the first episode Jujitsu Kaisen won anime of the year with Crunchyroll, which is super well deserved. We're very excited about it. We were just talking about it off uh, off the recording, but it's so exciting that they it's, won. They deserve it's it. Pretty fucking dope. Not gonna lie, like the animation, it, it's just everything about it. Uh, storytelling, animation, top like top tier. Mappa is Mappa is doing wonderfully. Who'd you say was the goat? Dog. Gojo. 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 Hey, y'all remember, I can't, you know, we're pretty much idiots, so we're going to mispronounce everything. But Gojo Satoru Sensei, bro, he is next level. If you are a fan of Kakashi from Naruto, Yami from Black Clover, any of those types, man, Gojo, it's, he's like them, but on Mad Crack. Mad crack. <laughs> Mad crack. Mad crack. I mean, I would definitely say he was more on the uh, Kakashi spectrum than he was like the Yami. Uh, well, he, he, he like his, I don't know, his carefreeness until like shit gets real. Like, if, he like... reading, if he was reading porn out in public, like Kakashi, he'd basically be the same character. Well, that's just because they both wear like those eye bands and the white hair. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, shout out, shout out to Jujutsu Kaisen for doing an amazing job, um, and Mappa for animating them. For um, sure, I can't wait to see what else they do. No, it's wild because people like are always mad at them for what they're doing to the new season of Attack on Titan. I don't know if you've heard of this i know you haven't uh be caught up to the all of attack on titan i've never watched an episode of attack on titan okay all right well we've been over this i know i had to make sure (laughs) i had to make sure before i started um making assumptions or like just guessing at what i thought i knew so uh um mappa apparently like gets a lot of shit for not animating it the way like the manga was drawn Mm-hmm. Uh, and like cutting corners when it comes to like Attack on Titan, like this new season, but um, somebody somebody actually tweeted and said they have to draw Gojo Satoru. Whoever animates Gojo Satoru has a pen in one hand and his dick in the other. Yeah, <laughs> 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 and it's Maybe true. It's like so watching this last episode, the newest episode, it's totally true. Whoever drew drew him had. A super hard on because he was like in his bag but aside from that man um i think also on the menu today we were gonna do a little deep dive a deep dive of ma- making a serial killer if you will you know we were gonna we're gonna do a deep dive into our my former restaurant serial killer we're gonna take you through the opening, the middle, you know, closing it. It's going to be uh, a full-on kind of tell-all book of all things serial killer. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys everything that went down. All right, man. So um, first off, for people who don't know, tell them what serial killer was, essentially. So serial killer was my first restaurant we opened up in february of uh 
2019 over in Fairhope, you know, Alabama. And uh, we were inside the mill and which was like a, a food hall over there, had a couple other restaurants in it, had a bar, et cetera. But we basically, the goal there was to do, you know, brunch in a way that people haven't really experienced it. You know, I wanted to do dishes that were, you know, a little bit more out there, a little bit more creative um, and just have a really good time. And it, it kind of spurred from, uh, you know, me like working at the, at the mill at Ox Kitchen. Um, you know, they moved locations and then I took over the spot. And there's definitely, definitely some things like, you know, originally we wanted to open up a ramen shop there and, you know, they didn't want us to do a ramen shop. So the owners of the building, so we, they said, we want somewhere that does breakfast. So I kind of had like the general, you know, concept kind of written down and pitched it to them and they loved it. So we decided to kind of roll with it. And I remember when you were first talking about opening it up, it was supposed to be a ramen shop and I always wonder what happened with that. Um, yeah, I mean, basically they just told me, they told me that they didn't think ramen would do well in, you know, downtown Fairhope. Haters, hater yeah. alert, hater alert. So I did something that I, I'll never do again, which is, you know, I really shouldn't have Settled. listened to the landlord of what kind of concept I should do. You know, I should have stuck to my guns and just opened up, said, hey, I want, this is what I want to do. Uh, I don't really want to do open up a breakfast spot, you know, a brunch spot. So that was definitely a mistake on my end. But, you know, I ended up at that point in time, I was pretty um, at, the, at that point, I was pretty over working for other people. And I was just like, I got to do this. If I don't do it. I'm never going to do it. So I, I just kind of settled on the concept and just, you know, just jumped in with both feet. I mean, that's a lesson, folks, to never fucking settle. Yeah, I shouldn't have settled. I should have just opened up the ramen shop. But, you know, Serial Killer um, opening up, you know, the first menu was pretty was uh, was pretty good. And it was, you know, people really enjoyed it. And it we were really busy when we first opened. Uh, you know, and it was a blast. A lot of hard work, but it was a lot of fun at first. Um, but I still believe the ramen shop would have murdered. It'd probably still be open today because the ramen was definitely like our most popular thing that we made because we did like a, a breakfast ramen that was like a butter toast broth and our house bacon that we made and a six minute egg and chives and, uh, like a garlic compound butter. So that was our bestseller for a long time. Who in the absolute right mind told us to record a podcast at 12 o'clock on a Sunday about food and I have not eaten yet? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I know. It was a mistake. We're fixing to talk about so much food, too. I know. But that ramen sounded so good, dude. Like, I could, I could literally taste it. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was a good you like you you let that broth like sit for a minute right like that's yeah the ramen the ramen broth for that ramen had was very like labor intensive i mean we would cook the broth for like anywhere from 12 to 18 hours we used smoked ham hocks and then we used like the ends from our house bacon and you know a whole bunch of aromatics and we would just like cook that down for forever and then we would uh literally toast bread you know butter butter it up throw it in the broth and blend it in strain it and then add in you know soy sauce uh some apple cider vinegar nutritional yeast uh and you know some other some other ingredients and then just and then it was ready to go and then with the compound butter that we would put on top and the bacon that we would drop in everything i mean it was i mean it was really good it was a really good a little bowl of food. <laughs> yeah, you give yourself a pat on the back. It's fucking phenomenal. It's Dude, really it was good. good. I mean, it, 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 really like, good. I was really proud of that because ramen's always been, you know, something that I've been in love with. I mean, that David Chang and Momofuko, I mean, he's what 
kind of changed my mind and how I looked at food. So, you know, I've always taken ramen very, very seriously more than I, you know, really do anything else. Perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, what happened after you settled? Did like, how was, I mean, serial killer seemed like it was, it was hitting for the most part from yeah, I mean, was, looking in. Serial killer was COVID or yeah. I mean, COVID. we were definitely kind of slow, like before COVID happened. I mean, it was the problem with serial killer was the weekends. We were super busy. I mean, we, we were really busy Saturdays and Sundays. I mean, we were packed out like crazy. And like the, the idea with serial killer was that we were brunch every day. Right. So you could come in on a Tuesday if you wanted to, and you could get, you know, some killer brunch food. And, Nobody's you know, that coming just, to downtown Fairhope mid Tuesday and getting brunch though, like, like that weekends, I feel like the location that you were in is for sure like a weekend location or like a mid afternoon location. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there was lots of issues there. So like I said, you know, weekends were really busy during the week. We were slow. And one reason for that was on the weekends, we would get a ton of people from out of town. We would get people from Pensacola who would come over, you know, people who would drive from Mobile over to Fairhope. I mean, we would get just people who were in town visiting from like New Orleans or whatever. So the weekends, we were always packed out. Then during the week, that's when you have to depend on, you know, locals, right? So Fairhope, it's really, really hard to bust into the scene and, you know, try to you know, make a name for yourself in that market because the people there kind of have the same three or four places that they go to and that's it. So we never really got the support from locals at all like the entire time we were open for a long time we were just kind of banking on the weekends being you know crazy busy and that would make us enough money to get us through the week and then we would just you know once we wait up till saturday again and be like okay cool we know we're going to make this much money this will cover bills you know payroll whatever right so you know that was the biggest problem is i always felt kind of slighted from the locals there because they would definitely talk a lot about how good we were and you know give us a lot of props and then they just they just never came you know part of that too is that we had two other restaurants in the same building too that were very popular and very uh had been around for a while so we were fighting against them too and instead of that environment being a food hall where it was all about you know everybody lifting each other up that just was not the case it, it was just kind of a you know battle between all three of us just trying to get customers you know so that was tough i can definitely see that i can see that yeah there was just a, a bunch of other things too it was just you know let we, it all out bro let it all out <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just things like you know we we had like kind of a non-compete uh where you know we weren't supposed to make anything that was on that would like that was on any menus in, inside that we could that would continue hey, personally wasn't there a time where somebody pretty much in there like used your recipe i mean no or one like really stole, or like basically took your concept and like did something to it i mean there was definitely no one really stole like a straight up recipe i mean there was definitely times where like uh there was where they, someone in there would make something that was similar to something we were doing and price it cheaper than our thing. So it would just undercut us and people would definitely like would run over there and just grab like a whatever, like a taco that was cheaper than ours, you know, instead of paying for us. So, you know, there was definitely stuff like going that on. And it was definitely, you know, we would get, we would get uh, people coming at us saying like, hey, you can't make that, we're doing that or whatever. And we were supposed to be, we were supposed to do it for the owners of the building, but then the other people just didn't have that same, you know, 
they didn't hold them to the same thing so it just wait they had to go over your menu like did you have to like present a menu to them and see if they liked what was on the menu before you i didn't have to present a menu but they definitely had opinions on the things i was you know quote unquote supposed to sell right so like a big example is like before like during covid like we kind of flipped concepts and we'll get to that a little bit later but uh just a quick story so we had frios we were going to sell frios popsicles as like a dessert right mm-hmm. and the owners of the building got on to us saying hey you're going to sell popsicles and you're going to directly compete with our ice cream and it's like well First of all, it's like you guys aren't even open. You guys closed because of COVID, right? So they weren't even open at all. And a popsicle and ice cream is a pretty different thing, right? Right, right. And like, I don't really see if someone orders online for me, because we were, we were closed for like people dining in. It was just delivery. And I was like, if someone orders in from us and they order a popsicle, that doesn't compete with you at all. You're not even open. Right. Right. So stuff like that kind of all the time from like different people, which was, which definitely put a, put a damper on our spirits, but going back a little bit, it, you know, during the run of serial killer, you know, we definitely like at our heyday, like when, like the first, you know, six months we were open, right. We were pretty, we were pretty busy. We were, pretty popping. We were getting lots of, you know, we were in Mobile Bay Magazine and we were getting like tons of good reviews. It was, I mean, we were just killing it for a minute there. And then it it quickly, you know, kind of started going down and we started going into more of the realm of, oh, you know, Saturday and Sundays were really busy. Uh, During the week, we're super slow. And you know, we st- we started kind of hurting for money. So then it turned into me, you know, putting things on the menu that I would never put on a, put on the menu. Give me some examples. So like we there was like we we were doing like this Brussels sprout salad, right? What that made that made, no, that made no that made no that made no sense on the menu at all. Because we the way the menu was broken down at Serial Killer was that we had breakfast stuff, we had lunch stuff, and we had some sides, right? So we would so that that way was just you know it was kind of brunch, so you can kind of pick your poison. And we would have like four items underneath the breakfast stuff, four four items underneath the lunch stuff, and then you know three sides. So, um, you know the the menu that I would that I really wanted to do you know in my head serial killer was supposed to be kind of like kind of punk punk rock you know mm-hmm. that was kind of the aesthetic that i had for it and like the in my head and like the and vision, you know the kind of be that it. way too i got huh? it i said your vision for it uh, yeah my vision for it was like a whole different thing than what we were actually doing right right because that's it's never really good. hard that's yeah never it's really good. hard for a if you're like in a space like we were in it's really hard to brand yourself when the building itself is branding branding as something different right, right so right. so it turned in and like even when the building that you're in like the they're not advertising you so it's it turns into you kind of have to just fit in as opposed to doing what we wanted to do and and really break onto the scene and stand out so we just had to kind of fit the mold of the mill right uh so it just it just made it way harder to do the food we wanted to do so it turned into everybody's in my ear saying stuff like you got to make it more approachable you got to make it more approachable you got to do this you got to do that so we started putting like a brussels sprout salad on the menu then we put like a basic ass like breakfast plate with like two eggs and bacon and you know some toast you know i know you were heated putting that shit oh dude i was so mad or like (laughs) I was so mad and things just like a meatloaf like breakfast sandwich right that just like things that were super simple trying to get customers uh and it just didn't and it, it just didn't work so then we're then we're doing food 
that I'm not proud of, right? That I'm not happy with just to try to get customers. So it just turned, it just started, it was soul crushing for a while there. Because it's kind of those things like, it's kind of that mentality of you guys aren't coming. You guys are asking me for that. Cause I would get people who would message me like, can you just do a breakfast plate? So I would like change things like on the menu and then I'd change my hours. Can you guys open earlier? So I'd open at like 7 a.m. and then no one would show, right? Oh man. No one would come get the food. So then it just turned into, I'm doing exactly what you guys want me to do. I'm making the food more approachable. I'm opening earlier and you're not coming. Like, what do you, what do you want from me? Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, that's kind of messed up. Yeah. It's, it's, it was tough because it, it felt like, you know, it felt like nothing, nothing that didn't matter. And it felt like, you know, no one cared about it. So, you know, something that, you know, that was my dream the entire time I've been cooking, opening, opening a restaurant. Right. Yeah. And then people just kind of shit on it, shitting on it. Like shit on re- it. really, yeah, really, on it. really, you know, like rogue this morning on my fucking carpet (laughs) yeah yeah you you yeah you you cute bitch yeah it was uh i get it it was a rough one and then it and then it just turned into you know us trying to make money as as best as we could you know cutting hours uh you know closing for dinners just staying open for like lunch because dinners were dead. And then, you know, we, we were talking about rebranding the restaurant for about a month or two before we actually did it. And when we did it, when we just, when we finally flipped it over and changed it from serial killer to sea wolf, COVID happened. Oof. So double whammy. Yeah. So not only did we rebrand and we, uh, we put money into that whole process, we COVID happened and, and like shut us down. So then we weren't, we just weren't making any money at all. It was just zero. And then we tried to do the whole like takeout and everything during COVID, but you know, even that wasn't working, you know, and we were sitting across from another restaurant in the same building that was just like, did it seem like they were not even they didn't even slow down because of COVID. They were just like pumping out food to go, pumping out food to go, pumping out food to go. And we were over there just like doing $18 in sales. Just washing your hands all day. Yeah. I mean, we went we went from like during the week was slow already, but we would do like 500 bucks for like a weekday in sales, right? And then COVID happened. And we drop all the way down. I remember there was one day we I literally did eighteen dollars in sales for the for like the whole like from like in ten o'clock when we opened until like four o'clock, eighteen dollars. I mean, just standing in there, and that's when I was like, yeah. I mean, we were. That's when I knew for sure because I was already. I was like, there's no way we're gonna survive this. Like, it's over for sure. At that point, we were we switched over to Sea Wolf, right? Which was like a a sea a seafood restaurant, right? And we were doing this menu that was just shit. It was like an ahi tuna BLT had like a grilled cheese on it, like this like short rib grilled cheese. It had like po' boys and um, mac and cheese, coleslaw. It had like a we were doing like a chicken sandwich. It was just this shitty menu that I remember like I was sitting in the house one day and I was supposed to go into work and I was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to go. I'm just not going to go. There's no point. I don't I, like, I'm not going to go. Like the guys will be fine. I don't need to be there. And um, it, sucks I, I, when, it sucks when like that's, it turns out from like something you really want to do to something that you start to hate. Hate that you resent, yeah. right? Like my own place, my dream, my dream since I started cooking, I hate it now. That's what I said to myself. I was like, you hate it. You don't care about it. 
And the entire time I, I kept like, there was my employees. Like I, I had to like not bring them in for a couple of weeks, but then I tried to give people as many hours as I could give them. Right. Right. So that day I remember I was like, you know what, I'm just going to let, he'll be fine. We'll close his takeout. I'll let him do it. And I really did some soul searching. And it was like, if I wait, if you don't care about the food, if you think the food fucking sucks, everybody else probably thinks it fucking sucks. You can't go into a restaurant and cook with that mentality and expect the food to be great. Right. right? And like the and the and the menu was trash. So I, I said, you know what? And I, I think I posted this on our Instagram too. I was like, if we're gonna go down, if the restaurant's gonna close. I'm going to go down fucking swinging. I'm going to do the exact food I want to do. I, people aren't coming anyways. So, <laughs> so might as fucking well. Like, people aren't coming anyways. So it's not like I don't have to worry about selling it. Right. right. So I was like, I might as well just go full out balls of the wall, super creative. People are going to buy it. People aren't or not. Right. I don't care. I'm not, I don't care what people say about be approachable, be approachable. We're going to do whatever the hell we want. Right. So honestly, I think we were open for about two more months after that. And then we ended up closing. Those two months, we were probably doing the best food that we've ever done, like out of that out of that kitchen. I was really proud of it. It was fun. It was creative. Um, you know, it took me back to like early early serial killer where like, you know, we were doing the butter toast broth ramen. We were doing the the Kung Pao chicken and waffles. We were doing the Benny Bao. Um, Benny Bao, by the way, is still probably my favorite cereal killer dish of all time. But uh, those, like, we were doing like, cool I don't stuff. know what the Benny Bao is, man. Tell them real quick. Benny Bao. It was like, you know, you know, like the steamed Bao buns. Yes, sir. I do. We were like, soft and fluffy. Yeah. We basically took those and then we crisped, uh, we like uh, crisped them up. So it was kind of like the idea was for them. To kind of be like an English muffin, right? Mm-hmm. So we opened them up, made them super crispy, um, and then we topped them off with like two poached eggs, uh, some roasted pork belly, a smoked gouda fondue, kimchi, and like pickled onions. So it was like a mm. not pickled onions, sorry, green onions. So it was like kind of like our like take. A, a uh, yeah, of a you said an eggs Benedict. Your take yeah. of eggs Benedict. Yeah, we called it the Benny Bow. It was Benny it was Bell. super good. That sounds fire. Um, yeah, but yeah, so they reminded me of like the early days of Zero Killer where we were like doing really what you wanted. Yeah, and we we did like a we did like this Don Don noodle. We we called it Kraken Kraken noodles. And it was like uh squid ink. We made like a saw a chili oil, but with squid ink. And we tossed and we did like Don Don noodles where it was tossing the squid ink, like uh chili oil had uh salt and pepper squid like calamari like on top had like pickled like carrots onions and all that tossed in and roasted peanuts and a whole bunch of herbs on top you know that we killed those were our you know bestseller even though you know what what can you say best how can you say bestseller when you were selling like three a day but hey (laughs) um we did like a fried jerk baby steps baby steps baby steps yeah we did like a fried jerk chicken sandwich where we like fried a chicken thigh, tossed it in a jerk sauce, had like pickled onions and like a and like a cilantro lime aioli and pineapple and all that. You know, we were doing crab ragoon nachos. Uh, I mean, we were just doing. All right, we gotta chill. Give me like, I don't know, man. I need some time, bro, because all of these food options that you're giving me right now, and I can't get none of them. I know, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, like we were doing some really fun, creative things then. And I was, for the first time in a long time, like through like COVID, we were doing like kind of just shitty food, just trying to get by. You know, the first Seawolf menu was pretty shitty. I mean, I was just trying to appeal to the masses, trying to like make money, right? So whenever you do that, that's always a little soul crushing when you kind of, when you're as a creative, when you start thinking more about money as opposed to like the creative vision, it's always, it's all always a little heartbreaking. 
but that food I was so proud of. Like I, I think about it all the time. And I'm like, man, I really want. Like I'm gonna have to bring that back in some way. Like it's that was that food was good, even if it was like a ghost kitchen or something like that. It would be a lot of fun. But then we quickly got into towards the end of the serial killer journey, and it was my wife. She's an ER nurse, right? As you know, but for the listeners, and she got she got COVID, and it was. She was fine, but I had to quarantine for two weeks. And at that point, I was the only, really the only thing keeping the restaurant afloat, right? Like it was, like I had, I had a couple employees left over. I had two employees left, but they really only worked weekends. I worked throughout the whole week, you know? So I was like, I'm, I have COVID. I mean, my wife has COVID. I have to quarantine for two weeks. So... I was down, I was out of, out of the game for two weeks. And at the end of her uh, having COVID, I got it. So, and it hit me hard. I was, I was out for like four weeks. I was sick. And at that point, it had been damn near two months since we were open, right? Pretty close. Right. So I, I sat there and I was just like, man, if we had to go back and it, you know, and then my, like our landlord texted me and was just like, Hey, what's the plan? Are you opening back up? Like what, what's going on? Cause I was, you know, I was behind on like a, like a month's rent. Cause I just, we weren't open. So I couldn't pay it. And uh, I was like, ah, yeah, I mean, I've, I've just been so sick, you know, I'm, like I'm definitely, like, I want to come back. And she, and she basically just said, you know, maybe you need to think about, you know, closing it, like closing it up, right? And uh, do you think you would have closed it up if she wouldn't have like uh, kind of like egged you on to go there? Well, no. So here's something like, so we were already, we were talking to this guy who was kind of an investor, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking to him about possibly for about a couple of months, even when I was sick, about us opening up like a Sea Wolf food truck or opening up like a new, like small kind of restaurant space over in Mobile. Mm-hmm. And we were talking to him for a while and we had like tons of meetings with him and everything was good to go. We were looking at trucks, we were looking at like restaurant spaces. He, everything seemed, it all seemed like we were going to open up another Sea Wolf somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. So, He's the one who convinced me to, I was already thinking, yeah, we're going to close it up, but he's the one who like a hundred percent convinced me, Hey, Wade, we're a hundred percent going to open up a food truck. We're going to go do this. We're going to do whatever. Uh, just go ahead and close it. Right. If we open it back up, you're just gonna, it's, we're just going to be bleeding money anyways. Right. Right. So, so I was like, okay, so I closed it. And then he backed out he just disappeared like the next he, he texted us like hey i feel like we need to uh wait until you know the new year you know after like you know the election after covid passes a little bit more to open something as opposed to because the plan was as soon as we close the restaurant uh jump we'll, right we'll jump right in like go buy a food truck do something get it started right away right he texted us and said that, and we're like, okay, I mean, we're going to have to make a decision here soon because there's like a couple months left of the year. And he's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then he just goes to us, just disappeared. Still haven't heard from him? No, I never. I mean, I haven't heard from him at all. So the thing is with him, <laughs> he just goes to us. So it was like, uh, I might have kept the restaurant open and tried to, like, just try to talk to the landlord and just say, hey, can you just give me, well, she was, they were always really cool when it came to like the money side of things, right? Right. But it's like, hey, look, can you just give me some time so I can get back on my feet here with this place? And I probably would have kept the restaurant open for a little bit longer and tried to get out of like the, to get over the hump if he wouldn't have convinced me to close it. Maybe that was a blessing in disguise, bro. Maybe that's like what you, 
needed at that point. I have since made my peace with it, right? Like I, at first I was very angry with, and I was very hurt and upset about like the restaurant closing. Right. Because right? with things like that, you automatically feel like a failure, right? Right. I mean, it's just like, in, in a way you are. I mean, the restaurant failed, you know, my right. dream failed. So in a way I am one, I am a failure, but it's like, you know, over time, I definitely, because it's been, I don't know, it's been a while since the restaurant closed. And I don't even remember what month we closed. Because <laughs> they all just flow together, bro. I don't even yeah. know what month it is right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know now. But, I mean, it's it's been a minute since we closed. It's been a few months. Uh, well, I say, like, and you said about November, uh, October, November? Or was it yeah, before? I mean, it might, dude. I swear, I can't even. I can't even remember. I don't even wait, remember. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, last time I was in town, I swung through. Um, it was. I think that was like what August. So you guys were open August. So what you closed like September. Yeah, it might have been around September. So yeah, September, October around there. Okay, all right, that would something, something like that. Who knows? But. uh uh, but yeah, so it was, I've since made my peace with it, you know, like I've since realized that, yeah, that was probably, I probably would have just kept it going, you know, more blood, blood, sweat and tears, more money sunk into it. You know, I probably would have done all that and just still may, probably would have had the same outcome. Right. Um, but, you know, it's super cheesy, but when one door closes another one opens it definitely opened me up to what i'm doing now and what's coming up now uh if you know i still had the restaurant i was still just, still just trying to make that work which you know because of our location we were in and uh you know other things it, it probably never would have worked then i wouldn't be i wouldn't have been able to do what i'm doing now so it's definitely like you said probably a blessing in disguise well if it's any consolation, the food that you said sucks was still really good. I don't know, man. There was definitely. I mean, I never ordered the fucking two eggs and sausage plate, but uh, you know the other stuff. It super hurts me to like say it, but it's like I mean, there's definitely like food that we put out of that kitchen that I knew wasn't great. Yeah. Right. That was just like. Yeah, it'll be all right, especially towards like the, like the end of it where it it's was a shitty place to be, like mentally. Where like, I was already yeah. in my head, I was just like, I don't care about this anymore. Like, yeah, you know, like I said, that affects the food. Like, the well, food's not gonna be good. It sounds like they didn't. It's like, um, even if you did, it's like, uh, they won't appreciate it, type deal. It's like, uh, I've like put stuff out there, and it's like, uh, they're gonna eat like a biscuit and like a. It was just so crazy because we would like right, we would get things. Yeah, I mean it was so crazy because we would remember like we used to have people who were like, oh, your food's expensive. And I'm like, well, I mean, you can get like a sandwich, a side, and drink for like 13, 14 bucks, right? Which isn't bad. But then they were okay with like going down the street and buying like a taco or something for like eight dollars for one taco. Right. Well, also Didn't your your taco. food quality was way above par. Yeah, there was definitely moments there where that was the where I, I really that kind of dropped off some. Honestly, like when we were just trying to like make just basic stuff, just trying to get people in the door. Right. Right. But for a while there, I mean, we were buying like our eggs directly from the farm. We were buying like. You know, we were, everything we were buying, we, I was trying to get from like cool vendors or, you know, like big shout outs to people like Big Jerk Soda was one. They're still open. They're great, fantastic stuff. Make like really craft sodas out of Pensacola. Uh, Original Grit Girl was a big one. She like milled fresh grits for us like That's every dope. Thursday and sent to us. They're so cool. Uh, JV Foods was one that worked with people out of like uh, like New Orleans and like farms all over and we would get just like 
insane like wagyu from them and like produce and stuff like that so i mean there was a time there where we were buying like really good products and we just we we had to charge for it and honestly like i needed to charge more money right but like, that's what I, put, I was just thinking like you if you're talking like wagyu and uh like fresh milled grits and stuff like that like shit costs money dog um i don't yeah. think people understood like hey you're not gonna get this for six bucks no it's like i gotta like if i'm putting a, a brisket bomb me in front of you right? right that was like my was one of my best sellers for a long time and i'm doing uh and i have like this really nice you know black angus brisket that i bought that and then we're like making all of the pickles that go on the sandwich and then we're making a pate and we're making like aioli from, like a spicy aioli from scratch and we're buying bread made from a local bakery right we're doing all these things like that sandwich like our food cost for that sandwich was like 42 percent good god right and like i and i only charged i charged 11 dollars for that sandwich that that sandwich i really probably should have charged like 14 or 15 bucks for it right, right. But i'm like i can't justify selling a sandwich for 15 dollars here when, when at the shop right right next to you they're selling a sandwich for like seven eight eight bucks. bucks yeah you know so it's like there's no way like i can do that um but it was kind of that way with all our dishes right like i mean we ran like a pretty good overall food cost but like the food costs for like our individual like there are some things that cost less obviously there are some things like on our menu that our food cost was super high and we were just banking on selling our other things to make more money on it you know well what's what's in store for the future you got any uh any updates on anything going on yeah you know uh people who don't know like i, I got brought on to nova espresso in mobile uh months ago now they they've been really good to me we've like formed a good partnership with each other uh you know it's funny we opened up the same time you know serial killer and nova opened up february 2019 and we were talking to each other about them doing coffee for us or and us doing food for them right and then it just never really played out that way and uh tim who is one of the owners of nova his mom tommy cuts my hair oh, right so she uh like the lad the first hurricane we had in 2020 i don't remember the name of the hurricane now but uh they were without power and he was staying over at his mom's and he was just talking to his mom about how the people who were doing just like grab and go food for them kind of fell through and they needed someone to find somebody to get uh to kind of take the food up up a notch and tommy told tim like hey why don't you call wade you know wade might be able to do something so then he he texted he sent me a dm on instagram and you know we just kind of talked and you know the rest is history so now we're you know we're going to be opening up opening up a food truck soon slinging breakfast tacos doing a whole bunch of cool stuff there we're opening up a market this year where we're going to be doing some uh that now before i came on board they were just going to do uh just a market just a normal market now they're putting a full kitchen in. We're going to do some food out of there too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It, it, it's cool because when we first started doing, I started first started doing stuff with Nova, the plan was just to do a couple pop ups and kind of see where it went from there. And we got a lot of, uh, I had a lot of regulars from Serial Killer who came out, a lot of their regulars, just people I know who came out. And the, the response to the food we were doing was so overwhelming that. We just decided, hey, why don't we just do a food truck, and then that morphed into you know way more projects. So, like you said, blessing in disguise. It's always how it is. 
there's always a silver lining somewhere. You just gotta really look for it. Dude, there was I was so glad, man. I, I was so depressed. So when the restaurant closed, I was like, I mean, there's this is it, but there's nothing else for me. I really was going my plan was to quit cooking. Yeah. Like I was I was not gonna cook again. Like I turned down like what else could you even do? Like I can't even see you like working in an office or like doing Dude, something. Dude, I was bro. I was applying to everything. Like I was literally like I applied for a job at Walmart, I think. I, I think you the closest like if I had to look at you and give you a profession outside of cooking, I'd probably say like I don't know, like a plumber, bro. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> a that is so insulting. <laughs> you know what I think would be really you know what you look like, bro? A plumber. <laughs> I mean, maybe like uh yeah, dude, because outside of cooking, like I just don't I can't envision you doing something aside from that. Um, I don't know, man. Like you know, you know. Maybe like, like a maybe like a music teacher, like where you don't really care and you just tell people to like, I don't know, practice yeah, your skills B, B all flat, day. Yeah, B flat. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> practice your C skills today and um just you know do that <laughs> over in the corner and I'll be back. Yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, I've always been. I mean, you know, like I've always been a creative guy. So like you know, music was a big part of our lives as a kid. Right. And right. then you know, I always saw myself in a in like a in like a creative uh, profession so i don't know i don't know what i was gonna do but i mean at that point i was so depressed i mean i was supplying anywhere i was like you know walmart whatever um you know i had no idea what i was gonna do but i just knew i didn't want to cook anymore but yeah good like i eventually got over it and you know had this this thing going once you hit the bottom like it can't get no worse bro so it's only up from here Man, if it wasn't for Brie or like we, like she went and like we got like, you know, a dog, right? Mm-hmm. Like right when all that stuff was going down. So if it wasn't for like our dog and like Brie, like I would not have gotten through it. I'd be a greeter at Walmart right now. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Hey, is this all for you today? Yeah, that's, I would have been a cashier right now. It was, it was, my head was over for me. Well, you're back. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you have a. Uh, fuck me. We're all glad. Me and you, Bree, the dogs. Everybody's <laughs> glad. Everything is coming together. Um, 2021 is yeah. a, a year of fulfillment. So, um, everything is re- manifesting good things this year. No, so. no more bad shit. Hopefully, that's so. the motto for 2021. No more bad shit. Dude, 2020 was rough. I, I tell people all the time, it was probably the worst year of my life. So I can't see 2021 being any worse unless I'm just, unless I just die. <laughs> Is that really worse? <laughs> I'm not worse than 2020. <laughs> it was rough. Wow, man. I didn't honestly like, all right, folks, for FYI, a lot of that stuff I didn't even know. Right. So I'm hearing it for the first time, just like you. Um, and, you know, yeah, that's a big reason why we do the Exactly. It's a, a huge journey. Um, but you know, I'm happy that everything's working out for the best now. Um, lots of guys, ups and downs, lots of blood, sweat, and tears. Lots of uh, always shit. take into consideration, man. Don't ever settle really it hurts it hurts you in the long run yeah i mean if i had a big piece of advice for like cooks who wanted to open up a place it would just be like really really do your homework it's i mean there's some things you're not really going to understand about opening up a restaurant until you're in it right right but i probably was not as prepared i was not probably i was not as prepared as you thought i should have been right to open up that restaurant like i just wasn't if all right so let me ask you this if you do you think if you would have opened up say like seawolf for instance mm-hmm. you would have had seawolf in mobile do you think you would have done any better i think serial killer would have done better in mobile 
I do, I think. Or either, honestly, either one of them, Serial Killer or Seawolf. I I personally think it probably would have done better in Mobile. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it would have been, it would have done way better in Mobile for sure. I mean, I think there's just things like, um, you know, more, I should have more money to start it up. Uh, You know, a whole bunch of stuff that I had is better prepared, but yeah, I think Mobile would have been better opening up and, um, but yeah, I mean, I think I honestly think if I would have just stuck to my guns and opened up the ramen shop in Fairhope, it would have blown, blown up. I think it would have been great. It would have been really well because we did a couple ramen like nights, like pop ups. Well, where we just changed the whole menu was just ramen. Ramen night, and they were so they were so busy. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely think it could have been something special, but you know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight is all. Yo, honestly, we're just gonna have to stop saying that shit because I don't want to think about twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight is twenty twenty one. Well, I think that there's only is one... a ma- making a serial killer. I think that that's a uh, we only have one more thing on the menu for today. Round two. And this week is a very tough one, very important. Pancakes versus waffles. All right, man. We have not told each other which one we like more. So we're fixing to find out for the first time. I'll let Miles. Nah, say nah, who- you go. Nah, you go first, bro. You Why? Why do I got to go first? Because I want to judge you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Whatever. I feel like I've been talking a lot, but I guess I'll go first. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, you go uh, first. I'm obviously team waffle, first of all. Waffles are 100% superior to pancakes in every single way. First of all. Facts. Big facts, B. My man's spitting straight bars. <laughs> waffles over everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so we're, we're on the same page on this one huh we, we are on the same page no for sure waffle like i go to waffle i go to waffle house and i uh, i hate that shit well, now it is harder though it is harder though because is a crepe basically like a, fl- a very thin pancake right yeah and i fucking love crepes crepes are dope so, but i feel like they don't fall under the pancake criteria. So like they are in their own realm. They can't be put under here, but it was a hard decision for me because if it was under pancakes. uh... I don't know, man. To me, it's like, like a perfect stack of buttermilk pancakes are delicious, right? Mm -hmm. They're good. Do you but, like your pancakes like extra fluffy? Oh yeah, yeah. I like extra. mine. I honestly like the thinner the pancake, the the more I like it. The what? The thinner the pancake. Yeah, because you like grapes. That makes sense. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, you like grapes. That makes sense. Wow. Sorry, guys. Professional. So professional. Oh, Again? Man. Oh, man. This is the uh, moment in church when your phone goes off and the pastor just stops and looks at you. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? It's my dad calling me back to back. Oh, is he all right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's just a perfect stack of uh, of pancakes are delicious, right? But first of all, pancakes, you pour syrup on them, and you got like 30 seconds before those things are... Waffles, it holds it. It holds it in its perfect little hands. Little square hands. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely perfect. And like they're crispy, you know, they're, you know, you get like some some, uh, maple syrup and some butter on them. They're feeling fancy, you know, all the little 
you get throw some jam on there or something. They are superior to pancakes in every way. And I will fight anyone who says that pancakes are better because they're just not. Or shitty crepes like Miles says. I don't understand how he likes crepes more than waffles. It just doesn't make any sense. Crepes are just, well, crepe. All right. So also crepes are so versatile, bro. Like you can use crepes to make like little wrap sandwiches. You can use crepes. You can eat just like sugar crepes. You can um, make crepes with like fruit. Like crepes. I can see why French people fuck with them so heavy. Like they, I mean, you can be, waffles are pretty versatile. You could do, you could make a savory waffle, like a jalapeno cheddar waffle, right? You could do that with some, with some fried chicken. You could make a waffle sandwich, a waffle fried chicken sandwich. Yo, did um, did I tell you that's what? So, um, we catered. My mom catered my cousin's um. Uh, engagement party right yeah and on the menu um we made they wanted to do like a brunch type thing so one of the things um we put on the menu was a um chicken and waffle slider but we got uh we used like um muffin tins and we made waffle batter and use the waffle batter or use the waffle batter in the muffin tins and cut it and put like um, deep southern fried chicken um, in between with like a strawberry jalapeno jam. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, waffles, you can really use that waffle batter for anything. It's like, it's amazing. So you're right, but I just love crepes. I, you, I told you last episode, bro, I don't like big food. I don't you know, like big food. I said, I said last episode, I like it big, bro. You I also, like you are also a lumberjack. <laughs> oh man, it's like you get you think about it, like who eats crepes or pancakes with fried chicken, Waff, chicken who, and waffle. I I didn't say I would eat crepes with fried chicken. Oh man, chicken and waffles is hands down like probably the best brunch plate of food you can get, hands down. Um, I don't know. I'd have to definitely probably agree that that's that chicken and waffles is probably the best brunch dish for sure. But we're just talking about pancakes and waffles in general, not chicken and waffles. I think that's a whole different debate. Yeah, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, but I, feel like, I, I feel like you it gives the waffle more gravitas in the, like, the realm of, you know, pancakes and french toast and you know waffles i mean chicken and I mean, waffles. look at the end of the at the end of the discussion we both say waffles is number one at the end of the day waffles is number one i just fuck with crepes with bad heavy crepes <laughs> is crepes is like my honorable mention <laughs> some bougie like white girl bullshit crepes <laughs> yo crepes are amazing Honestly, I never knew what a crepe was until I watched what's that that Ricky Bobby movie, Talladega Nights. And she was like, oh man, I fucking love crepes. I was like, I was like 11 years old. I was like, what the fuck is a crepe, dog? <laughs> When's the last time you even ate a crepe? Um, last time I went to IHOP, which was a long time ago, because I fucking hate IHOP. You don't learn how to make some crepes, man. I mean, I know how to make crepes. They're honestly pretty delicious and fairly easy to make i mean they don't take a lot i can't believe you're even considering that crepes are anywhere anywhere near like the lexicon of pancakes and waffles um well crepes are definitely better than pancakes i'll tell you that fucking right now honestly Strong, wrongly disagree you like pancakes more than crepes all right you're i know you're wilder now <laughs> I know you're wilder. Let's just go ahead and now we're gonna cut this off right here because this will be a whole nother hour. Y'all ain't got time for that. Pancakes. Is this is this next episode? Food wars. 
Hell no. I want to switch it up next time and do something a little bit uh, a little bit harder instead of like like this. So we're gonna if y'all have any suggestions as to what we should do next, definitely hit us up on the reviews uh, on Instagram at gourmet was it gourmet x hunters gourmet x hunters yep and on twitter at gourmet x hunters as well so hit us up let us know what uh what you want us to do a food wars battle on and we will go at each other's throats and let us know which one's your favorite pancakes or waffles for sure or crepes no fuck crepes (laughs) (laughs) all right guys that's been another episode of gourmet hunters See y'all next episode. Peace. Deuces.